Hello there, everybody, and welcome to this spoiler episode of the Bloody Awesome Movie Podcast. My name is Matt Hudson from What I Watched Tonight, and joining me from across the pond, he's the statesman to my kingsman, John Burke from Burke Reviews. How are you, my friend? I am doing very well, Matt. Good, good. I am doing so well, because tonight we are going to be following on from our main episode last week, where we dove into F9, the Fast Saga, Fast and Furious 9. We gave our non-spoiler uh, overview last week on the last episode here tonight we're going to have a you know 10 15 minutes to quickly dive into our spoiler filled thoughts kind of go into more depth than what we couldn't on that main show and um jb top level you what did you for those who maybe didn't hear the non-spoiler but are happy of spoilers what were your thoughts on fast and furious again number nine overall i thought it was entertaining a little long and getting stupider but still entertaining. Okay. I just thought it was stupid. <laughs> I thought it was too long, too silly, uh, and I wasn't a fan of it. And uh, I, I mentioned reasons why on there because of our acting and that. So my my spoiler thoughts are kind of just diving more so into the moments I actually mentioned on the main show. Like the, God damn, how self-aware they've become. It really wound me up. Uh, mm-hmm. the, obviously when Tyrese is saying, I think I'm invincible and you know, they, they play along and it's all, then they, you know, say it's a joke, but then they kind of keep playing that joke again. Like how are we oh, surviving so this? Intense. We've, we've done all this in our, in the, over the last decade or so, how are we still alive? And it's, it's like, come on guys. I, I get well, it. It's fun, but it really, for me coming into the franchise, I didn't like it, man. No. And so the slash film talked about this as well. And they had a guest on this week. Um, I forget what, uh, other podcasts he was from, but they they brought this up, and he took it to mean that the movie was self aware. And I don't have an issue if the movie is self aware, but the characters within the movie being <laughs> well, yeah, self aware yeah. is a different thing. And that's what I think the criticism that uh, Dave from Slash Film was trying to make, and the the guy took it the wrong. I felt like he took it the wrong way. The way he was explaining it sounded more like, "Oh, a movie should be self aware." It's like, no the characters shouldn't be self-aware because then we're getting to Deadpool levels of like, yeah, there's meta the commentary and it's just odd. And it's not good. And it doesn't pay off in this movie. So unless we're going to get to like 10 and, and, ele- and 11 or 10.1 and 10.2 and find out that they're in the matrix or that it's like, uh, they're in purgatory, which is a, a theory that some people have levied. I saw um, that. And things like that, unless we're getting to that level of ridiculousness, and again, this movie has not, none of the movies deal with anything deeper than family. Like that's yep, the, the core mor- moral code. And so if we're going to start getting into like existentialism, it, it's too late, I think, to dive into like that type of yeah. deep thinking or the, to the throw talent, a twist. The talent, sorry, JB, to interject there, but no, and I don't mean this to be sound like a awful thing to say, but this franchise does not have the talent. I don't think to handle any kind of existential talk, any deeper personal purgatory talk or any kind of themes relating to that. They, they need to excuse a pun. They have to stay in their lane for the last two and just keep it as it is. They've set up the possibility for a, a simulation with the introduction to Cypher, I think Um, because Cypher is so well, one Cypher is a villain in the matrix, but two, um, she is such a hacker. Yeah. It's possible that maybe all of this is simulation. It would explain a lot why the characters get better each time. Um, 
and Tej being like a tech genius all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's possible. I don't. I don't know that that would make the fans of the franchise happy, though. At the same time, I like, don't think it would. It, I think we would just rather accept that they're just mm-hmm. action heroes, and action heroes survive things that they shouldn't the, survive. Like the, th- the theory, sometimes can be more fun than the actuality of it happening. Oh, that's a great theory, but if it was actually, if it actually came to fruition, I think it damages the saga badly. Yes. Now. One of the things that we wanted to talk about in the spoiler episode was an article that broke uh, since the uh, mm-hmm. since the movie released, and that is that uh, Justin Lin has said it's not impossible that Brian will return in ten and eleven, or again whatever they're going to call the next two movies. Um, this has been a concern uh, with the uh, the deep fakes, and um, going back to I think when we saw Peter Cushing in uh rogue one mm-hmm. um that's is that right is that the yep. right person yeah, but okay. was, uh, yeah talking came back yeah peter cushion's and, likeness and then also even there we we saw we saw young leia mm-hmm. um and then we've had since then many uh facial you know changes we had um ant-man and the wasp had it uh iron man no it wasn't iron man it was one of the was the civil war where stark yeah civil war where we see young stark um yeah, Captain we, Marvel with um, Sam Jackson. Uh, Samuel Jackson. Uh, all of the Irishmen um, had the de-aging yes. uh, technology. And so we've seen these the use of computer graphics to alter and or insert people into movies. And of course, even before that, if we want to go real deep, um, you had the Humphrey Bogart in the uh, the Tales from the Crypt episodes. Damn, yeah. Um, they that wanted were to bring James Dark Dean as well. And there was... Right, right after... Uh, I think it was right after the the Iron Man stuff that there was talk of James Dean being cast. Mm-hmm. And it's a scary, slippery slope in Uncanny Valley that we're, we're walking into. And so now, clearly, Justin Lin is right. Paul Walker being out of these movies is hurting them for sure. Mm-hmm. But inserting his likeness, or even if... Because he does have a twin brother. I believe it's a twin brother who they used for like long shots, and they did CG his face a little bit for parts of Furious 7 um, because they weren't quite done filming when, when Walker had died. Yep. But they've respectively kept him out of the movies. And so even if they were to bring the brother back and like, just keep him at a distance or whatever, I still think it's the, it's a bad call. And at the end of this movie, um, there is a moment where uh, Mia says, "Uh, don't worry, he's coming. There's an empty chair at the barbecue. And we cut to the front of the house and we see a blue, you know, sports car type yep. thing pull up now i i was thinking it could have been brian or it could be the brother jacob that's, that's who i that's who i was led to believe it was now do you think you were led to believe that because this is your context like this movie is the context that you because, have yeah because I, yeah, like you say this this story came out post certainly my viewing of the film and we see jacob you know drive off she says you know like go get out of here uh, Mia and uh, Jacob drives off, and you think, right, he's gone now. They've got the family back together again to have a to have a barbecue and the Coronas. And he says, you know, there's one there's one place, and I just assumed, you know, and they said like he's not going to come, he's not going to come. So my understanding or my belief was that they're obviously setting it up that Jacob's coming back into the family now because they made such a big thing of certainly his sister kind of welcoming him back. So, but yeah, in hindsight, you know, maybe they are setting up. What could be, I think, an awful idea. I think you know you've got to look at the 
the ethical side of this as well is like is mm-hmm. yeah, I'm sure maybe Paul Walker's estate would be happy with it, but when do we draw the line? You know, it's they they have that wonderful scene where Brian and Dom, you know, they say they part ways. Really, you know, it's a big moment. It's, it, even not not in film history. I'm never going to go that far, but you know, in recent years, people know of that because it was a touching moment for a sad passing. But and if the franchise is failing, you know, because Paul Walker sadly not with us anymore. I don't think the answer is to digitally bring Paul Walker back and throw him into scenes because that then smacks to me that they have they are creatively bankrupt. If they yeah. think the only way we can get make the only way we can make sure this is a good end is if we you know bring back if now if by that Justin Lin just says at the end the family are having a barbecue at the end of Fast Eleven or Fast Ten Point One whatever you call it and then a car pulls up the window gets rolled down. And it's Paul Walker's likeness, and it's like everyone's back fine because they've said uh, that. I, I, you know, I could probably get because it's almost like a tribute. How you, you know, yeah. Paul Walker's integral, and they said in this film as well. They they send the kids off, and they're like, yeah. they're with the safest, safest place, safest place they can be with Brian. So they, you yeah. know, canonically, he's still alive in the world. If yes. they just show him at the barbecue at the end, like the car pulls up, and it's him at the window, lovely. That could could be if pulled off, could be pretty cool but not a fully fleshed out character, man. I really don't think that's a good idea. And I don't Same. think that the franchise needs that. It's gone so far from those moments now with where they're going that, you know, I, they kind of need to, like I said, stay in this lane they've built for themselves, which is escalation. I don't, they went to space. Like they always threatened. Yeah. They went to space and I did. Yep. I thought that was corny and naff, uh, but they've done it now. So where do they go from here, man? Yeah, no. Uh, and that is, it's hard to uh, like to me though the the most fake part of this movie despite them going to space in a car it does need to be stated they didn't go to space in a rocket they went to space in a car with a rocket engine on it um and i guess the most possible way they could have done it like they argued for it and they tried to make sense of it fine the fakest part of the movie is vin diesel uh in the giant like oh Oh, wow. The uh, three, like the three car, like armored computer lab that he is, it's spiraling out of control that he manages to write itself, drive it, take a really sharp curve that he flips it perfectly to hit a drone and also dive out of it and land in the superhero pose. He lands in the superhero pose with a gigantic explosion behind him. And I was that I audibly did say, I'm like, oh, come on. Like, that's too far. It's too much. And again, this is the same movie where they go to space. And I thought that was less believable than the space thing. That said, this is the Fonzie jumping the shark for this franchise. Like, how can you do anything else? You've gone as far into this as you can. What what's left to have two more movies like because again you've gone so far it's it's people who complain about like nuclear weapons and spy movies or people who complain about the death star problem in the star wars franchise Mm -hmm. it's like well once you give something that's so threatening how do you raise the stakes you you've removed the possibility when life itself is now gonna fizzle and i think that's what's happened with the this franchise at this point is that you've you've done everything what's left to do and that is the scary part is because they are making two more. And I can't, I can't even speculate what the movies could be unless they raise the dead, you know, and that's, you know, concerning. Well, so 
Yeah, well, they ha- and just to add context context to that Justin Lin quote, kind of, Vin Diesel and, and gang have already said, you know, everybody's coming back for these finales, including like Gal Gadot, and that everyone's coming back, they said. It's going to be a, a like a family feast. But um, So, you know, obviously, you say you hear that and you think, oh, maybe Paul Walker will return. And like you say, that's the only thing that could potentially you know rival what they've done and let's not forget in this film they pull a legolas there is a bridge which is which is uh which is being destroyed beneath this car and somehow it defies gravity to keep driving and somehow go drive up in an upward trajectory and and drive up over this ridge again just before vin diesel throws it gets a toe line against a tree slams you know i can't even it's not like the simpsons he flings his car swings it somehow lands on the same ravine does like five um rolls which would have destroyed the car but it's still alive no scratches how are we still alive how are we how are we not dead yet i have no idea where they go in this and also i like it i love natalie emmanuel i think she's great but i think she sticks out in these films something about i don't know the way they the way she is something about it she kind of stands out in this film and i don't know i don't know if it's her like uber british accent but it's that odds with everybody else in this film. Uh, she's one of the more new characters. I think she yes. shows up in eight. Um, and Ramsey is the character. I, I like her. Um, and I, I really like her sequence where we learn she doesn't know how to drive because it's yes. funny to have that. It's a fish out of water. A few moments I laughed. And that was one of them. Yeah. Uh, and the magnet scene, which is where she's driving is really fun. I thought uh, at least innovative, even if it's, they tried hard to make it quote unquote plausible like that, like everything was like getting ripped out, but there's definitely things that like, well, no, that would still, the magnet's still working there. So it would still be pulling stuff and it's mm-hmm. not like, there's a lot of questionable things, but it's still like some really cool set pieces happen because of that. Um, so they, you they know, talk collateral damage in the Marvel films as well. Like, and, and, and man yes. of steel and things like that. God damn. I mean, was anyone, was, were there any civilians left alive because of this chase at the end? That's a good question. Because of our definitely... heroes as well. And I know that's not the point, but I, w- I found myself thinking that because it's, it's a question that's been levied. And even and the MCU now, obviously, uh, what was it? Civil War, whichever one it was. I can't remember. Yeah. Whichever one it was, was reflecting on damage they caused. So um, yep. it was that. But yeah, I... I um, and Nath- Natalie Emmanuel was from just around the corner. She's in South End on Essex. Uh, ah. I, yeah, I just... There was nothing nothing here made me want to go back and watch those other films nothing made me excited for 10 or 11 and it's it's just not for me if it's for you great it's just it's just not for me and again i i'm not a major fan but i'm definitely more of a fan than i used to be and i i don't love this one i also don't hate this one though i i did i thought there was some stuff that were was entertaining enough i do wish it was shorter and i do wish uh i really wish they would have left out the whole we're invincible nonsense unless it's going to pay off. I think it needed to pay off in this movie and it doesn't. Yeah. And, um, cause you can't check off gun and then like three movies later, shoot the gun. Like you gotta, you know, if you're going to talk about it, it needs to pay off. Mm-hmm. And I guess, I guess the argument can be made that it pays off in that they don't die. And that's the payoff, but that's, <laughs> I guess so. Or, or maybe the, the post credit stinger is the payoff where Han knocks on, uh, mm. Decker's, whatever his name is, Shaw's door. She th- we find out in this film that Shaw is responsible for Han's death, although at least oh, we've known that. We, we've known that, yeah, and, yeah. They, they explicitly go back and show you. Sorry, and then the post credit scene, he knocks on the door, and is that going to play into it? So this is, you know, is that going to play into this next film somehow? Because um, uh, the guy who plays Han seems to think it will do. 
so with that though, Han is my favorite character and why I think I like this franchise so much. Um, I, I, I honestly don't remember the exact moment, but I know while I was watching all of the movies that I cried in a moment related to, I think the Giselle death in that they talk about in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I teared up because I like Han so much and he was so emotional that it got to me. So I, I think maybe if you were to go back and watch and you got attached to Han that you kind of forgive a lot of the other stuff because you're like, I'm here for this guy. And then yeah. they took him away from us. And now they've, they've given us what was a hashtag justice for Han. Um, because yeah, so I know about that. Yeah. Yeah. It was double because they killed him kind of unceremoniously, but two, because after Shaw kills him, they let Shaw be a part of the group. Mm-hmm. And we're like, hold yep. on. He, he as a villain cool but he doesn't get to be redeemed after killing one of the family he doesn't get to be a part of the family that's not how that works um no, and so having back. han come back was huge hey sun kang's gonna be an obi-wan kenobi on disney plus so we're Ooh. getting him in star wars as well so that's cool um but yeah i there's not really much else to say on the far nope, i always it. find it quite hard to review a film like f9 because it, it, it's, it's clear. It, it knows what it is in terms of mm-hmm. it's uh, of a film, and now the actual characters do as well, which is ugh. yeah. But too far. It, it, you know, it, it didn't work for me. If I said on the main show, and I'll repeat again, if you love the fast or even like the fast films, I think you're going to love these. This it, there's so many connective moments from the other films that you're going to dig, as JB mentioned. If you're not a fan of the fast films, uh, this is not going to change your mind. Yep, I agree. So uh, with that, I think we're going to call it a day on the spoiler episode. Let us know what you thought of F9. Did you like it? Did you hate it? Did you uh, did you skip it? Uh, did you see it opening night? We'll be back again next week where we're going to be talking the Forever Purge, non-spoiler, and then spoiler, of course. However, uh, from me, I'm going to tell you to stay bloody awesome. And keep watching movies.